Hola, hola, it's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach and I'm a bold stand for confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello and welcome to another business series, y'all. I love this series. I know that some of you are not in business, but for those of you that click on the business series, I feel you, I hear you. I wanted to create content and get people on the podcast that could speak to you about the importance of building a business, especially in the economy that we are in right now. So my gorgeous amiga, my friend Carolina, she is a YouTube master. I mean, this woman is like two seconds away from interviewing Tony Robbins. She's met Tony Robbins multiple times, makes me angry, but happy for her. And she just is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to building your business, having an online presence, YouTube videos. She's just the bomb. I cannot wait for you to listen to our episode. I also was on Carolina's podcast and she's going to come back on and do something in Spanish with us as well. I tagged all of her details below if you want to go ahead and follow her and click on that or listen to our episode. Without further ado, please enjoy Carolina. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have a very, very dear friend, hermana, soul sister, Latina, Miss Carolina, on the podcast today. Welcome. Hola. <laughs> Thank you, estás? darling. How are you? I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad we, we are finally making this happen. Yes, we have been trying to do this for a while. Carolina, tell everybody where you live, where you are. I live in Chile, South America, Latina. Yes. And we're both freezing our asses off right now because it's winter. We are cold. <laughs> Australia and Chile are freezing. Um, so yeah. Caro is amazing. We call her Caro, which means expensive uh, in Spanish. Oh. <laughs> it does, it does. She is an amazing, amazing businesswoman, amazing friend and soul sister. We're in a mastermind together. And um, I just, I can't wait for you guys to hear not only about business, those of you out there that have a business or want to have a business, or those of you who are interested in video and YouTube, she knows so much. She's a depth of, of a wealth of information, but also her story, which I think so many of us can resonate with. So before we start, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you and what it is that you do? Yes, dear. So I live in Chile, like I said, born and raised. I do travel a lot and, well, not now. <laughs> yeah. In general. <laughs> so hopefully I'll be coming to Australia maybe next year. We'll see. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm an expert in digital marketing. I help entrepreneurs uh, who are established or just getting started. I help them set up their marketing, their funnels, their campaigns, their traffic. I help them create their info products, coaching programs. I mostly work with coaches and um, personal brands uh, and people who create online courses and network marketers as well. So I help people attract more of their ideal clients through 
all of the wonderful tools that we have available to us through the internet. Um, that's what I'm very passionate about. And whenever, whenever I get a chance to speak, I also love speaking in public, doing conferences. Um, and luckily, I can do most of what I do online. So it's been good. And that's what I do right now. Um, and I started, let's say, I'm going to try to sum up my story a little bit. <laughs> but I started back in 2008. My first like initial attempt to start a business was yeah 12 years ago. And at the time I, I was at my first job, I was fresh out of university. I got a degree in business management and my first job was in human resources. So I was in the recruitment department in a, an international company here in Chile. It was fun. It gave me like a lot of really valuable experiences of the real world. Got to learn a lot. Got to meet some really great people. But about six months into my job, I got the itch, right? Mm, am I going to be able to do this for the rest of my life? Am I going to be able to be an employee, sit in a cubicle all day and have somebody else decide what I do with my time, decide my worth, decide, you know, when can I be, when, when can I take a holiday? When can I get sick? Like I was tired of asking for permission for everything. So even though the job was fun, I, I realized I, I wanted something more out of life. And it was funny, you know, how things happen. Like one day a colleague approaches me and she starts telling me about a business opportunity with a network marketing company. And at the time, I, I knew what network marketing was, but I wasn't sure how it worked. I knew what it was, but I didn't know if I, you know, what do you have to do? How do you make money with this? And she didn't really know either, <laughs> but that, that was the, the beauty of it. Um, but if you've ever been uh, approached by someone about network marketing and they don't know much about it, usually they'll be like, oh, all you have to do is recruit one person per month. And have that person recruit one person per month, and then that person another person per month, and you'll be rich in three years. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> like, sounds simple enough. <laughs> it wasn't. Um, there was, uh, this was September 2008. And um, I was like, okay, sounds simple enough. All right, let's do it. So I put down $1,000, which for me was a month's salary. That, that was my salary, you know. And um, I put the money down. And then September 2008, if you're old enough, you'll remember what happened in September of 2008, world crisis. Um, so nobody wanted to do business. So I literally put the money and I think the next, the following week, the, the, the financial crisis hit. And I was like, oops, what am I going to do now? My credit card, of course, I paid this with a credit card. The dollar went up you know, compared to our currency. So now it was like a, it wasn't a, a month salary anymore. It was like a month and a half salary. So, um, but I didn't freak out. I was like, okay, let's figure this out. So I went on Google and that's how I discovered digital marketing. That's how I discovered that. Okay. So I don't have to be harassing my parents. I don't have to be harassing friends and family to get this thing going. I need to figure out how to attract people to me. That's how I discovered the, the whole concept of uh, personal branding, attraction, wow. marketing. Was anybody funnels? Doing that? Was no, <laughs> not here. <laughs> you just were not like, here. I'm going to go to Google and and like, what made you think to do that? 
at the time? Well, because my, my, my colleague who referred me to this company, she was, like I said before, clueless. She had no idea how to <laughs> really grow the business. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, how does network marketing work? I, I think I went on Google and I typed network marketing. How, how do you do this? Yeah. And I started, you know, going through the results and I discovered a few gurus from the U.S., like the first gurus I started following from there. And I started learning, watching YouTube videos. I opened my Twitter account with the purpose of branding myself. I started my first uh, blog like a few months later God, in 2009. Blogs. Yeah, that's so yeah. I opened blog. my first blog. Yeah. I know. I still have it, but I don't write very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and that's how I got introduced to it. Now, I I, I discovered that. I didn't really want to do the network marketing thing that much, but it opened that door for me to discover like, oh, wow, you, you really can make money on the internet. And wow, there are people making money while they're, while they're sleeping. Like mm. it's, it's real. <laughs> yeah. And I started implementing, you know, implementing in myself. Everything I learned, I started applying it to my own brand, myself, my own reality. And 2009 was like the year where... I started to make a name for myself locally here in Chile. I joined social networks, social media in general, and uh, and people started to notice me somehow. It was a very small community in Chile, like 2009 mm. Twitter. I don't know. Maybe there were 200,000 users or maybe less. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. Like everybody knew everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, been so cool. It was really yeah. cool. Like we yeah. had like this Twitter meetups and everybody knew everybody. That's yeah. completely lost now. Yeah. But it was really cool. And I started like, I started getting like attention from newspapers, entrepreneurs, people asking me, how do you, how, how does Twitter work? How do you, I mean, it looks like you know what you're doing. Can you help me? So people started coming to me, asking me for help with their social media. And then it occurred to me that, oh, maybe this is what I could do, you know? So mm. screw the, num- the network marketing thing. And I started helping local businesses. And I also, I had this dream, of course, where, oh, I really want to make money money from my laptop, right? That was like the dream that I started developing. Um, and working with local, local businesses was one thing, but it wasn't quite what I was after. But the good thing was, it allowed me to quit my job. And that was in 2010. So, so to, wow. yeah, 2010. That's when I quit my job. So two years later, two years after I started, roughly, I was able to replace my salary with the consulting I was doing with local businesses in in Chile. Amazing. That's the first part of of the story. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I have questions. I have questions. Okay. So who are you looking up to at this time? Because I'm thinking about people listening going, oh, I work a nine to five and I like what you said about not wanting to depend on someone to tell me when I can have a sick day or when I can do this or, you know, mm-hmm. how, how how did that, did you have a mentor? Did you have someone you look up to? Who sparked that idea in your head? Like, what can you talk to about that? Mm-hmm. I think the first book I read was Rich Dad, Poor Dad mm-hmm. by Robert Kiyosaki. He was probably one of the first mentors I had not like one-on-one mentor, but you know, a mentor can be someone who somehow teaches you something. And that's what got me into the idea of, okay, I want to stop trading time for money. Mm. You know, it was, it was so, it made so much sense to me. A job is paid slavery, right? 
you are basically a slave because your time doesn't belong to you anymore. In that so book, Robert yeah, he Kiyos- talks about that. Yeah, exactly. So Robert Kiyosaki was one of the first ones. And then for personal branding, attraction, marketing, there's this guy uh, from the U.S. as well named Mike Dillard. He's still around now. Like he, he's been around for a really long time. And he had this book called Magnetic Sponsoring. And I, that was another of the first books I read about the topic. And it made also so much sense. Hey, instead of chasing people, like, hey, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. How about you add value and get people coming to you mm. asking to buy your stuff? And at the beginning, it sounded too good to be true, like anything. Ah, yeah, right. People are going to become knocking on my door with their credit card in hand ready to buy. <laughs> I don't think so, right? So you're a bit skeptical at first. But it started to happen to me. You know, like I never, I, I didn't go online and, and say, I'm a social media consultant. Hire me. I'll help you with your Twitter. Companies started coming to me. Hey, Carolina, so can you help me with my Twitter? Sure, yeah. <laughs> I'll help you. Yeah. So I was like, there's something to this thing. So those were the first gurus that I followed. Now, today, there are many others, but those, those yeah. were probably the first two that made wow. a real impact. So for you, because now today there are many and you are, we were talking before (laughs) we started recording. I'm like, she's the queen of, you know, getting in touch with people that maybe you would think, how the hell can you have an interview with Tony Robbins or how can you meet Dean Grazi or, you know, you've talked to a lot of and interviewed on your platforms, a lot of these amazing marketers who happen to be men. There's not really many women, which we I also um, want to talk about, girl. And that's not something many we need to fix. Women of color, <laughs> Latin women, black women, like really, it's it's amazing what you've done. So I would love to know and hear, I guess, from you, like how was it going from being Chilena, you know, um, coming from that space from Latin America, which I hear and I can really feel that it's it's a place where there's so much opportunity like India, so much opportunity like Asia, you know, these countries where it's not already done and developed, but also it would mm-hmm. be so hard because there's not a lot of people doing what you're doing, you know? So mm-hmm. how did you find uh, elevating your brand and elevating yourself um, through, I don't want to say competition, but through the ever-changing world of the internet and YouTube and, you know, there's so many people and it's getting flooded and you happen to be really the starting, one of the starting ones in South America. So how has that been for you, that journey of, of doing that? Well, it's, it's been amazing. Um, Cause I started, like I said, I started locally in Chile, but then I quickly branched out because I was early, like 2009. Yeah. I was so early with trying to, you know, teach this kind of things. And the gurus I was following, the books I was reading, the courses I was taking, everything was in English. And it, it dawned on me, maybe I should do this in English. So I started creating content. I started in Spanish, but then by 2010, I had started doing videos in English as well. Um, I did one of my, like my first speaking engagements was in 2010 it was a streaming for a canadian event so it was a live streaming and i was talking about social media development in south america it was really cool and i realized okay there's a bigger market than staying here and south america in general is a huge market but 10 years ago it was not people were not buying courses or stuff like this it was rare so i went 
you know, into the red ocean, I guess, <laughs> so, to the English market, the U.S. market. And at the beginning, I had the limiting belief, but I, I didn't have it for very long, honestly. But I had the belief of, okay, why would, the, why would people want to work with me who comes from Chile? English is my second language. Why would they do business with me when they can do business with someone from the U.S., right? So a lot of people ask me about that. And I'm like, yeah, I thought about it. It crossed my mind, but then I, I kept going. I was like, whatever, you know, if I have something of value to offer, it doesn't matter where I'm from, what I look like, if I, that I'm a woman. Um, and I discovered that it didn't really matter. Actually, when I started branching out and then later I got into affiliate marketing and then that's when things really started to take off for me in 2012, I was doing everything in English practically by 2012. And I had men come to me and be like, I trust women more than men. So I want to work with you. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. <laughs> you have a good reason for that. That's huge. Um, <laughs> and I use that to my advantage. Like I realized like so many women sometimes victimize themselves. I never done that. I've never victimized myself. So I was like, I'm going to use the fact that there are fewer women in this space I love and that. the fact that apparently we inspire more trust than men to my advantage, you know, so well, that's I how just, I, I started growing. That's okay. I have to ask you that because women are like, how did you not do that? Cause I do that. And, and, and obviously here and the women listening to the podcast, it's all about wanting to be more confident and wanting to not, you know, victimize ourselves and want to stand in our voice and power. What was that for you? Like, how do you think that was your upbringing? Do you think that was maybe your parents was how did you learn to be like I'm not gonna doubt myself because I'm a woman it's interesting because it was not I mean it was not my upbringing necessarily I mean my parents raised me well but they weren't the kind of parents that instill a lot of values and you like you need to be confident you need to be this my parents were like oh, cool parents like I love them but um I I didn't learn these things at home I didn't learn them in school either. I mean, I was, I was always very shy. Uh, I grew up with my brother bothering me all the time. Like, ah, you're ugly. You're this, you're that. My older brother. Mm. <laughs> um, so you would think that, okay, where, where did I get my confidence? It was not my upbringing or my surroundings. I didn't have a terrible childhood at all. I had a great yeah. childhood. I have great memories. Um, but it was none of that. I, I, I have trouble explaining where it comes from. Um, but it's sometimes it's something you just feel, you know. Um, and as a teenager, I was not confident. I was shy. I could not stand in front of my class to deliver a speech or anything. Like I was shaking all the time. The first time I attempted to make a video, you know, I was very scared. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think on one hand is... I just saw opportunity and I was never like even in school or anything. I was never put down by others um, just for being a woman or anything like that. So I think that helped. But at the same time, I had nobody cheering me on or nobody lifting me up. So yeah. it was just, you know, uh, wow. yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was just something that happened to me. And I think even if I had had more, a more traumatic childhood you know because um, like I said you know my brother was bugging me even my mom 
may she rest in peace. Mm. Um, she was always criticizing me, you know, like, mm. when are you going to wear makeup? Or when are you going to wear a dress? Or you need to lose a little bit of weight, you know? So you would think like, there are a lot of women that grow up like that, with their parents criticizing them, or their brother's siblings criticizing them. And then that traumatizes them for life. Mm. Somehow it, it didn't happen for me. And I think um, it takes, you know, it takes um, self-love to get yeah. there, which I haven't yeah. always been good at. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Sounds like you had a lot of acceptance though, like, you know, who you are and you have a, a desire like me, like a little high achiever that wants yeah. to do things. And you, I would say I have masculine energy, like, and I think me you too. do too. Yeah. Like we're very like, go, 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 get the thing, do the thing, you know? Um, yeah. And I feel like that helps us work really well with men. And I, the same as you, I don't have that outlook where women don't get the opportunity. I just believe women don't believe in themselves. So then we don't yes. create, right? We don't create the money. We don't create the opportunity because we don't think we can, but a woman who exactly. thinks she can, I mean, she, she will. I, I, yeah. I see you, like you post all the videos and photos of you on stage in front of lots of people at massive events, you know, and, and for when you say you were shy, I'm like, that doesn't look like it a shy was. person. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's that I had to work through it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the network marketing helped you get out of, you know, not give a shit what people think about you or stand in your own voice? Or do you think that helped you a bit? It did. Like, even though I didn't make any money with it, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it did because I, it, it forced me to break through the shyness. Like, yeah. okay, I need to take this thing and sell it. Hmm. I had never sold anything in my life, not even cookies or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, I guess I had this businesswoman hidden inside of me somehow and it just yeah. came out, but, um, but it, it did help. Also my job helped, like I said, you know, working human resources, I had to do cold calling sometimes, offer people jobs that they weren't looking for, you know? Okay. My boss would be like, look, I found this person on LinkedIn. They look good call them. We, we want to poach them. And I'm like, uh, okay, that was so hard for me to do. But I realized that humans will do more for others than they will do for themselves. I could call, call an applicant and offer them a job, but I couldn't make a doctor's appointment. Like, I think until I was 20 something, my mom would still pick up the phone and like, get me an appointment to a doctor because I was scared of talking to a secretary on the phone. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. Wow. So how does this fast forward you to now, right? Like, so now you, you have a podcast, you have a YouTube, you're really amazing on YouTube and you know all the tricks and tips and things and you've interviewed some really cool people and you have a yeah. photo with Tony Robbins and I, I have a photo literally can't even handle <laughs> two photos. I can't even handle it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Photoshop myself in there just so you know. <laughs> Tell me about, yeah, that journey now into this mm -hmm. world that you're in with affiliates, with the Two Comma Club, with the hustle mode, with all the things. Tell me. Yes. So like I said, 2012 was like my breakthrough that year was when I finally cracked the make money online code. Because even though I had, I had quit my job, and I was working with clients like on at my own pace, I still felt like now I was an employee of my clients. You know what I mean? 
you still like have to respond to them. And I, I, I still had that feeling that this is not quite what I wanted. And I had like tried affiliate marketing before. I had tried other stuff before. I tried the network marketing thing. None of those worked. And then in 2012, I joined this company by this Australian guy. And <laughs> that's a story that doesn't end very well, but I did learn a lot of lessons from there. Um, and I started promoting his products. Like he had all this online education, like business education, marketing education, courses, events, masterminds. And I got involved, started placing. I started to learn Facebook ads for the first time and Google ads a little bit, Bing ads. And I started placing my first paid traffic campaigns. And I started making commissions. And I was like, oh, this, this works. I think it works. And I made my first $100 like passively, quote unquote, big quotes, because it it's, it's not passive. I still had to do something. But I was making money without me having to deliver the product. Like that's why I was so excited about affiliate marketing. Because, okay, I sold something, but now I don't have to do the work. I don't have to handle, you know, customer support. I don't have to do any of that. You know, I just promoted something and someone else taking care of that. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then I made my first 1000 my first 2000 my first 5000 my first 10000 my first 100000 until I got to my first seven figures. It took me like five years. <laughs> it took me a while. Uh, from 2012 to 2017. Wow. And then what happened in 2018, the company was shut down. So I was, I put my name, like I associated my name a lot to this company. I still managed to be like, okay, build my own brand. I started building my own coaching programs, my own courses, but it was my, but this company was my main source of income. And then it got shut down by the FTC in the U.S., because what their marketing was the, Fed, the Federal Trade Commission. Oh, so they not basically, good. <laughs> not good at all. Oh, shit. So they got shut down like this overnight. Like literally overnight, everything frozen, assets frozen, accounts frozen, everything frozen, websites down. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what just happened? And I should, it's one of those things where you're like, I should have seen this coming because this... They shut down a similar company like a few months before that. They, sh they shut down like a copycat company. Wow. And I was like, no, that's not going to happen because this company is the real deal. Like I've been yeah. with them for five years. This is the real six years, actually. It's a long this time, is, though. Yeah. Is, it's a yeah. long time. You wouldn't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You wouldn't think. I was like, no, if they were to be shut down, they would have gotten shut down by now. It's been six years. Well, <laughs> I was wrong. And I lost a lot of money like hundreds of thousands of dollars, like, like this. And I had to like start from almost zero. I had to look, you know, I had a lot of my branding, my reputation attached to this company. Like thousands of people knew me, uh, looked up to me. They saw me as a success story in the company. And I had somehow proven that this thing works and you can do this ethically. And, you know, which, is, which I did. But unfortunately, they made a few mistakes in the communication of their business that did not sit well with the FTC. And they were like, you cannot make these claims and promise these things uh, to people. Yeah, so yeah. we're shutting you down, right? And it sucked, right? I was, you know, it was like a huge community. 
every time you went to a seminar, everybody knew me. I was like, oh, it was really great. And it got taken away from me, like not just from me, but from thousands of people who lost their money. I was blessed enough to have made a lot of money with it, but over a long period of time. So when I lost a couple hundred grand overnight because the money got frozen, they never like there were commissions that I kept in this account. Like imagine your PayPal has a hundred K in it. Oh and yeah. I know blocks your yeah. Account. yeah. Same thing. It was not a PayPal. It was a similar thing like PayPal. And I did, I just, I was so trusting that I didn't withdraw the money and I let it sit there. Oh. And overnight, <laughs> boom, they froze it all. It's still like, they're still not done with it. This was two years ago. Wow. Exactly two years ago, June, 2018. Wow. I was, it was awful. Like I was very depressed for a while. Not depressed, you know, depressed is an overstatement, but I felt horrible because I was like, my reputation, people are going to think I'm a bad person or something, you know, it was pretty awful. I had to go on my YouTube channel and delete like 300 videos about it. Wow. It was not great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I learned from it. I learned, you know, you always find the lessons. Yeah. I got more good than bad from it because it was years of great experiences. I learned so much, made a name for myself internationally. Um, and fortunately, uh, couple months later, luckily I was able to come back. You know, I was silent for like two months, not creating much, not uploading YouTube videos, not emailing my subscribers because I was so scared mm. uh, of people attacking me. I get, I take it super personal when people send me like hate mail. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so that was quite an experience for me. And I learned not to be so trusting with my money. Yeah. Um, but I learned so much about traffic, about funnels, about marketing. Like the events that they put together were great. They had amazing speakers. Like it was an amazing experience. Um, and that year, that same year when, it, when they closed the company, that's when I started my podcast. Um, the previous year, 2017, that's when I started like taking the interview thing. Like, okay, I want to start interviewing people because mm. I feel like I'm confident now. I feel like if I email these people... Um, They'll say, maybe they'll say yes. And even if they say no, who cares, right? And I started interviewing like for, like a few people. I haven't interviewed Tony Robbins yet. He's like my, like Everest. Me too, like Someday. I just want right? to hug him. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> just want to hug him and then you can interview him. <laughs> uh, I have oh. hugged him. I have hugged him. Oh. I met him twice. Like personally, I've met him twice. Been to all his events. And I wouldn't mm. have been able to finance any of that if it hadn't been for this company that made me, you know, very successful. Yeah. Well, you did the work obviously as well. And, and I did a lot of work. <laughs> what a shame too, for those of you listening that have a business, it's like the lesson here, right? Because I can probably, I can hear, I don't know if this is true, that they're maybe their, their marketing and their copywriting and their, their statements were out of alignment, yep. but their business yep. was great. It's just how they decided to. So we think copy is nothing, but it's a, your T's and C's and your copy mm, is a big really deal. Important. Yeah. It was really important because even though the, the content was great, like they were selling like real education, like real experiences, but the way they sold it, like some mm. of the communication they did when they were selling on stage, when they were selling on their websites, when they were selling on the phone was non-compliant it was like making promises, making claims, like never make any claims that people are going to make any money with your, with your, with of your course stuff. not. You can. And it's funny because I think people would have learned from that big business because so many people now will not say you're going to make this much 
you know, no one says that like now. So maybe they learned from that company. A lot of people, a lot of people, because this was a really big company. Like it started in Australia, but it was really big. Oh, wow. A lot of people, like when they saw that it went down, everybody was like, okay, we need to tone it down. <laughs> and now you don't see anything like that anymore. Wow. Um, Cause you know, yeah, you don't want to risk it. <laughs> it's really terrible. Yeah. And you really, really can't be making claims with people's lives if you don't know what you can do in this whole situation. No. So now never. I have a question, but I don't know if I should ask it yet or if we should ask it later, but I would love to know what your, besides that network marketing and that company, like what you said, you started making money online when you started, you know, helping people with social media and getting clients and courses. Mm-hmm. What would be your number one tip for making money online? If you have one. Yeah, or I three. do. Well, I have more than one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like 120 now. Just for anybody <laughs> listening, that's like, I want to make money online. What do I like? How do I do that? You know? Mm. First of all, be careful um, because right now, more than ever, there are many people taking advantage of the fact that there's a bigger demand for mm. the make money online industry because of Corona, because of many things. People are like, okay, I really, I really cannot depend on my job only. Yeah, COVID has so, made it crazy. Yep. Exactly. So be careful because there will be people willing to take advantage of you or make promises that they cannot keep, right? So be very careful before you get involved with any type of company or business. Do your research. Make sure the leadership behind it is is solid mm-hmm. and everything. Like do your research. Like that's the first tip I can give you. Like don't just get involved with any company just because it looks great. And oh, but there are a lot of people involved. We'll mm-hmm. see what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no regrets. I mean, my only regret is leaving that money on that account. That's my only regret. <laughs> else no regrets you know the second thing is try to find something that you care about because if you a lot of people want to make money online just for the sake of i want to make money online and they don't have any any strong reason they don't have any interest in the way in which they're going to make money online they just want the result of money online and then that's almost guaranteed failure because you it's hard to make money with something you don't care about yeah. or you're just in it for the money. So if you're going to join, let's say, a network marketing opportunity, at least be interested in the product. You know, one mm-hmm. of the reasons I failed in network marketing was because I didn't care about the products. I didn't <laughs> believe in them. I thought they tasted awful. <laughs> like yeah. I tried to convince myself that I'm going to take these vitamins they were all like this were they were like these little gel packs and you had to like instead of oh, taking yeah, pills no, that. they were gel packs with like weird flavors it was awful they started the products started to expire in my house one day oh. i just took all the products and threw them in a dumpster they were all expired i'm like i'm done with this mm. so find something you can believe in <laughs> example it doesn't taste <laughs> terrible no and it doesn't taste terrible um, for example, with affiliate marketing right now, I, I get pitched all the time that, Hey, Carolina, you should be an affiliate for this. You should be an affiliate for that. You've had so many great results, blah, blah, blah. So you'll kill it with this. And I'm like, I don't care if there's a lot of money to be made. If mm-hmm. I don't care about the vehicle, yeah. like, what is this thing? Like, I don't care about this. And usually when you don't care about it, you don't make the results. You don't mm-hmm. get the results. 
So with affiliate marketing, find something you care about and something that you would be a client of. Example, yeah. click funnels. I'm I'm a fan. I love them. I love the community. I love everything they do. So it makes sense for me to be an affiliate and talk about it and make content about it, mm. make reviews. You know, that's yeah. how I get views on YouTube organically when people go and they research, okay, ClickFunnels tutorial, one of my videos pops up, right? Yeah. Um, or reviews. And, yeah. And for anybody listening, like affiliate is basically when you become a partner with someone or a, a company, like, you know, I'm trying to become an affiliate with this nail lady. Because literally, I could have sold these off my hands so many times only because I would love to get like a discount from my community. So the women that want to wear these press on nails that are amazing can be like, oh, thanks for the hookup, you know? Um, Yeah. Or, you know, you get a kickback from Kajabi or ClickFunnels because you referred Mm -hmm. onwards. Um, So it's a really great, it's become its own business. Um, I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people would see uh, Marie Forleo does that B school thing and every single person gets behind it or whatever. So, um, she's in a bit of trouble right now, by the way, but anyway, (laughs) um, Oh girl. Yeah. Crazy stuff going on over there. Um, another podcast episode. I'll send you some, uh, some stuff. Um, (laughs) really sad shit. Like, Oh my gosh. So, um, okay, cool. So tell me, so affiliate marketing was something that was really big for you. And then, so you would find doing videos and your, did your YouTube kind mm. of grow that way? Content around it. Yeah. Yep. 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 Mm. And so that is one of the, one of the ways that you can make money online as well as like you said, yeah. you know, partnering up with something you believe in. It's so important. I had a friend who did network marketing and there was no belief and love and desire in the product. And mm. I feel like we need to do a podcast on network marketing because there is such a way yeah. to do it. There's yeah. a really good way to sell the product and make a lot of money and get the diamond star car and all that jazz, mm-hmm. but it is not by not believing in it or just pushing products on people because that sucks, you know? Um, that sucks. Oh, yeah. it's horrible. Yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> extremely important that you believe in it. Um, talk to me about the YouTube. So how did you start then getting, I guess, interviewing these people and getting, because mm-hmm. that is, I love what you said. You're like, I'm just going to go for it. And if they say no, then they say no, I'll just keep trying. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> a great attitude. Yeah. Well, I, I can't remember right now the first interview I did. One of the first was Gary Vaynerchuk back in That's 2016. Amazing. Yeah. One of the first people I interviewed was Gary Vaynerchuk. And the way I've done it, most of these like, quote unquote, celebrity entrepreneurs that I've interviewed, I've been a fan of them. So same thing. Like, Mm. it's hard to approach somebody you don't even know just for the clout. Like, imagine I don't care about Tony Robbins, but I know he's big. So I should interview him because he's big. Yeah, that's not gonna, yeah, (laughs) that's not gonna make it like even if you're big, if they see that you are full of it, they're gonna say no. Yeah. So they you have to show these people that you are a fan that you care that you're following them. So Gary V, like he's someone I've been following since 2011. Mm. Um, I wasn't following him so closely. And then I, I knew who he was, I was following him on Twitter, whatever. But then in 2015, I really got into his content. Like I, and he really ramped up his content too. Like he was yeah. everywhere. And I started replying to him, retweeting him, um, got, getting his books. And I remember one day I see this ad that he was going to be a speaker at the seminar in the U.S. Um, what was it called? A Traffic and Conversion Summit. It's a really big seminar in, in San Diego. They do it every year. 
And I always wanted to go. And I see, oh my God, Gary Vee is going to be one of the keynote speakers. I need to be there. And I mm. tweeted it. And I tagged him. And he saw my tweet. By then, he had already noticed me on Snapchat. He had already noticed me. But when I tweeted that, he followed me back. And I was like, Whoa. oh my God, Gary Vee followed me. <gasps> I'm I one of die. the 12,000 yeah. people he followed. <laughs> I started running around in circles. Gary Vee just followed me. And um, (laughs) it was really cool. Yeah. And um, after that, I remember I I got my ticket to the event. And the event was happening in early 2016. And in early 2016, Gary was launching his book, Ask Gary Vee. So here's a tip. If you want to get attention from these people, they are the most willing to give it when they have a launch, especially a book. Yeah. Like they'll always want to be around podcasts if they have a book going and they want to talk about it. You have to get them so before was, the book comes out or as the book comes before. out? Yeah, before. Before so that by the time the book comes out, you mm. are already you are already there. If you reach out to them when the book is already out, they're booked. They're, they're going to be overbooked. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew his book was coming out because he started talking about it in advance. Because you follow and, him and you like him genuinely. See, this is exactly. good. I genuinely liked him. I knew what he was, what, where yeah. he was going, what he had going on. That's super important. And the event happens, right? I'm at, I'm at the seminar room. I'm, I'm at the event and I message him because now, now he followed me. So now I could send tri- uh, private messages to him. And I message him and I'm like, hey, Gary, I'm at, the, I'm at the event. I'd love to meet you. And he messages me back and he's like, meet me at the lobby at 4 Shut p.m. up. Were you like ah! me at the lobby? It's amazing. I I was like, ah. But here's the here's the funny thing. I message him. Let's say I message him in the morning. I'm at the seminar. Thousands of people. I message him and then I go into the seminar room. And if you've ever been to a large conference, then you mm-hmm. know sometimes there's no signal, there's no reception, the Wi-Fi yeah. sucks. Especially if you're in thousands Australia. of people. <laughs> I know. So I was in there. Couldn't check my phone. The reception was bad. So at some point, I go out of the conference room. I check my Twitter. Finally, I had reception. And I see his private message telling me to meet him at 4 p.m. I look at my watch, 4.10. Oh, shit. Shit, I missed Gary V. I start running, running, running to the lobby. And he was still there. He was still there. There was like, I don't know, a small group of 10 people around him. Today, that, that will be 200 people easily. Mm, mm. Only like 10 people. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm here. And I stand in line. There are a couple of people taking photos with him. And they stare at me. A couple of guys stare at me. And they're like, are you the one he's waiting for? Like, oh, this is so embarrassing. So he told people he was waiting for someone. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I finally get the photo. I didn't, I, I was so starstruck. Mm. I didn't think about anything. Like, I was like, hi, Gary, nice to meet you. I love you. You're amazing. Let's take a selfie. Let's take somebody took our photo. And that was it, you know. But from then on, I kept building that relationship. Um, I emailed him and his team because he was doing this bartering thing on his website where, hey, Gary is going to be willing to do things for you depending on how many books you buy. You know, he was launching the book. He wanted to sell as many copies of it. Mm. So if you buy 50 books, you get to FaceTime with him for five minutes. If Girl, you buy that's 100 amazing. books, yeah. I know. 
And then all the way up to 5,000 bucks or something. If you buy 5,000 bucks, he's going to go to your office and do a, a, a speech for your employees or whatever. Wow, that's great. I couldn't buy 5,000 bucks, of course. <laughs> so I, I emailed them and I was like, if I buy 75 bucks, can I get a 15-minute interview with him? And he replies himself, 10 minutes and you got a deal. <laughs> wow. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Whatever. I went, I bought the 75 books. All right. And what I did was I gave them away to like people on my social media. I was like, hey guys, if you pay the shipping, I'm going to send you free Gary V books. I booked You're the best. Funnel. That's amazing. See people, yeah. business. Because you could have just sat with 75 books like as a new book What would case. I do with them? I actually still have a few over there, like five of them. If you um, want them uh, in the show notes, you can pay. No, just joking. <laughs> But that was wow. like, okay, how can I, because it's a lot of money, how can, what can I do? Okay, what if I, you know, get people to pay for the shipping and I go on Amazon and get them the books? And that's what I did. I did a funnel and did the little promotion. Amazing. Hey, everyone, I'm interviewing Gary Vee, like, so excited. Get your free book. Just pay me $10 for the shipping. Wow, that's, that's amazing. And then we did the interview over Skype in March. Was it 10 minutes, yeah. though? It was 10 minutes. Are you yeah. kidding me? Wow. 10 minutes. My first one. And wow. then in 2018, I did my second one. He was launching the next book, Crushing It. And this time, I was building the relationship with him for over three years now. So I yeah. didn't, they didn't ask me to buy any books. Yep. They didn't ask cool. me to do anything. They were just super kind. Let's do it. And that's how I got the second interview. And that one was 20 minutes. <laughs> wow. He's a man of That's time. That's how you do huh? it. You build a relationship. Yeah, you, you have build to. build a relationship. You hustle. But I love this. Thing. Yeah. So go ahead. Sorry. Once, once you get one yes, like once somebody says yes, it's easier to get everyone else. And you got a big yes. one. You got a big yes. Like Gary Vee is a big yes. Wow. I lo- I'm learning. I'm learning right now. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Um, Patience. <laughs> yeah. And what I love, if you're listening, right, what I love is, and if you're out there, you're like, I don't have a business. Use this as for someone at work, corporate. If you want to be friends with a high influencer, if you want the attention of someone, you know, it, it doesn't take, it's not an overnight situation, right? It's a really, I can really hear that you're dedicated Mm. your time that you genuinely gave a shit about what he was doing and what he was offering so much so that you knew he had a book coming. You knew multiple times when he had a book coming and you were on Mm. the pulse with him. Um, and And it's amazing because that genuine, what's possible with the internet is genuine relationships, genuine discussions of people who care for other people's work, not even fangirling. It's a genuine, you know, I, do, I talk to my fans of people who listen to the podcast. They message me, I message them. I know them. I know y'all, those of y'all listening, because we talk so much on Instagram and they're humans and mm-hmm. this is how we build connections. So I love and I love the book situation because I'm about to launch my book in November. So I'm like, oh, maybe if you guys buy 100 books, I will do a special yeah, podcast yeah. for you. No? You barter with them. Barter yeah, that's with people. Cool. Give them stuff. It's, it's a great idea. He that's doesn't great... do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, actually, with, the, with, the, with his last book, Crushing It, he didn't do it. Uh, oh, I was expecting was him to do it. Yeah. But then I didn't need to barter anything. They were super oh, cool. But that's nice. It. That's so good. And yeah. you built a relationship. And then from then on, yeah. you continuously obviously kept interviewing people. Of and course. Amazing. And so yeah. for people listening, where can they, where would be the best way for them to see these interviews or listen to them? Oh, yes. Well, 
most of the videos are on my YouTube channel. So yeah. if you go to youtube.com slash Carolina Millan, Millan spelled M-I-L-L-A-N, like yep. Melan. Melan, but it's Millan. Like we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Double L is in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my podcast is called Beyond the Hustle and you can find it on every major podcast platform. Amazing. And what do you have coming up now? What's going on in your world now? What are you into now with all this COVID and, you know, all the situation <laughs> that's going on? And because you're in Latin America, you speak Hablas Espanol. Oh, um, yes. Sí. You know, so where, where, what's your world now looking like? Yes. So I said before, right, I started branching out when, when I saw that it was too early in South America, I shifted, shifted my focus to the English speaking world, mm. had very good results there. And then back in 2017, 2018, I started shifting back to South America or, well, the Hispanic, Hispanic world. So mm. Spain and South America and even Hispanic people all, all over the world. Uh, we are everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I, and then I realized, okay, looks like now, a few years later, now is a good time to talk about what I do to the South American Spanish-speaking world and I've been shifting my focus back. So now I'm like 70, 30 or 60, 40%, right? So 60% Spanish content. Yeah. And I've noticed that I'm getting, I'm getting results too. Awesome. I'm getting people, you know, engaging a lot more with my Spanish content now. Mm. It's like the people woke up. Now they're more willing to invest in themselves. They're more willing to hire a mentor or coach. They're more willing to buy courses to get to where they want to be. So the last couple of years, I've been building up like my, my coaching programs, my online courses, mostly in Spanish, which is a pity because sometimes uh, people write to me in English and they're like, do you have a course? And I'm like, oh, crap, my last English course is so outdated. <laughs> yeah, Oops, it's hard to sell it? it anymore. I know when you're trying to do both, it's... It's hard. It's more it's work, hard. but it's great. Like, yeah, it's good that you I love it. that. But it's, it's hard. I still do content in both languages. I still get clients in both languages, but you have to privilege one over the other or you, or you do both halfway, you know? So that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm planning to launch like a new course this year. It's going to be in Spanish probably. And then next year, because I, I, I wanted to launch both this year, but it's not going to happen, realistically. Yeah, it's a lot. It's uh, a lot. So probably yeah. next year I'll do my next English course on personal branding and, you know, you know building your, your online yeah. business. Um, so now I'm going to be launching that in English, sorry, in Spanish. I still do my podcast in English because most of the people that I look up to mm. speak English. So my podcast is in English might launch a podcast in Spanish at some point when I feel like I can manage it. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of manpower. You know, you know what it's like. I know, girl. <laughs> Every once in a while, we'll do an episode in Spanish here for my community, but it is, it's really, it's really hard to do both. And, and I hear you on, as an entrepreneur, you're, you know, you're a one man band or a one woman band. Yeah. And sometimes you've got, you know, people on your team, but it's not full time. It's not, it's just, not, no. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm so grateful and when, that when you When we exist. create content, you know, when yeah. we create content, you can't outsource that. I, it's me and my videos. Yeah. Like you can't have like somebody pretending to be me. So <laughs> yeah, no, it has to be you. But I do love that. And I think it is a lot of work. But what I can hear is if you're out there and you're like, how do I move or transition? If you're thinking about that, what language do you start in? There's massive opportunity, obviously, in the English market. But if you can get your your foundation down and go yeah. Spanish or go Italian or whatever the language is, it's such a great 
opportunity. So it's amazing. Um, yeah. It's, where can it's we? An amazing opportunity. Where can we find you? Where can we stalk you? Where can we check you out for everybody yeah. listening? Please stalk me. I'd love to hear from you. Um, <laughs> well, Instagram, I'm there a lot. Um, so same, it's my name, Carolina Millan or Carolina, Carolina Milan, whatever. <laughs> I remember there was a point when I started doing my content in English and I would introduce myself in my videos. I was like, hi, my name is Carolina Milan. Because I was like, I'm tired of people like mispronouncing my name. I'm just yeah. going to mispronounce it too. Yeah. And then one day I was like, you know what? No, my name is Carolina Millan, so I'm going to start saying it the right way. Mm -hmm. And then people started saying it the right way, and they don't butcher it so much anymore. There you go. <laughs> Teach them. Yeah. So Instagram, Twitter, same username, my YouTube. Uh, if somebody here speaks Spanish, you can check out my Spanish YouTube, which is uh, youtube.com slash Caro Millan. Amazing. So just Caro. And my websites are currently being rebranded. I'm so yes, excited to amazing. be launching like my new new logo, new colors, new everything. But um, if you go to carolinamillan.com, that's my Spanish one. And carolinamillan.net, that's my English one. They look not very nice right now, but hopefully in a couple of weeks, we'll have the new designs and everything. So I'm excited. I'm so excited. I love you. Thank you for being here with me. I really appreciate you. Um, for everybody you out there, oh, I just want to hug you. I'm coming to Chile. Oh, We're going to hang out. <laughs> no, I hope I added some value. I hope, um, you know, Thank I hope you. if anybody has questions about anything I said, I'm happy to reply, yep. address them. And, We're going to put uh, everything in the so show much. notes as well so that you can check out our podcast. You can check out the Gary V interview. And I am quietly going to get tips from Carolina on how to, how to hook myself up. <laughs> Thank I, you, my I'm love. Thank you. <laughs> Take care, dear. Thank you. you. My darling, we are in wild times right now. And in order for you to manage your mind and boost your immunity and be level-headed instead of panic, I want to invite you to consider online training, to consider joining a community, a sistership where you are going to be held, where you're going to be supported, where you have a safe space to unravel. And with all this time at home, you can actually better your life and work on yourself. Good news as well. I have now done a 12-month payment plan for the online sisterhood. So many women right now are experiencing trouble with their finances, losing their jobs, being single mothers, not knowing when their next money or paycheck is going to come from. And we are navigating that with our current sisterhood members. We are working with every woman that we can in order to support them in these tough times. And I hear you out there saying, I'd love to join the sisterhood, but I can't afford it. I can't afford six payments. So what I've done is made it a year-long program. It's a year-long program with a year-long payment plan. I really, really want you to consider if this is the time for you to join the sisterhood and work on yourself. It is available to you now. Let's do the damn thing. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it, and if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to, and I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.